Welcome to the Choose Optimism podcast brought to you by Optimist International, a podcast to let you know of all the good things that might be happening right in your own backyard. This is a podcast to highlight the positive influences of Optimist Clubs right in your own community. It's amazing when a quote can change things, and it's always nice to start these with a quote. And one of the things that we've always talked about is building things and moving forward. So I've talked about on this podcast, you know, the quotes that we use can inspire you to do things. And I've picked today to start the secret of getting ahead is just getting started, which which at this time, I'd like to introduce our guest, Tom Neal, who's going to talk about building joy clubs. Tom, thanks for joining us today. Hey, glad to be here, Shane. So one of the things we talk about and the purpose of this podcast is to let people know what's going on. But, you know, everybody has an Optimist story about how they joined an Optimist Club. Tom, what is your Optimist story? Well, my story basically is I got here in 1990, well, actually 86. And by 1990, I wanted to start meeting people and learning about what's going on in the community. And I wanted to meet people that were optimistic. And this just happened to be the club. And it's a good club. And so I joined then and have been a member ever since, uh, mainly to help help learn about the community, but also support the community. And then, of course, the bottom line is the youth in the community. Um, if we're gonna, and I had some kids, so it was always good to think about how we could do that. And did someone bring you into the club or you just happened to see that they were meeting and you just walked in like I did one time? Actually, that's a good question, Shane. Actually, it was my pastor at the time, uh, Budge Gear. He was a, a good man and he liked me and I liked him. And he said, hey, why don't you come to this? And my gosh, I said, that's all I needed. I'm ready. Let's go. Well, following in the words of President Bob, if you just invite, you never know who might be a good optimist. Absolutely right. So, Tom, you specialize with talking about with the Joy Kids and building Joy Clubs. Tell us a little bit about the Joy Program, which is the Junior Optimist International Organization. Well, the bottom line is you you got to support our youth because they're the future. And if you're not supporting the future, then you're not going to have a very good future, honestly. So we wanted to focus on kids. We tried it a number of different ways, but the best way that we found was to do it through the school system. Uh, and so uh, at Farmington Hills Schools, which is both cities, Farmington and Farmington Hills, uh, we are in all the, almost all the schools, the elementary, middle schools, and high schools. And we found it was much easier to work through the school system, get the support of the school system, and then uh, actually get a lot of help from the school system to make it work. Uh, so that's kind of why we we did that. And uh, it's been working for many years now. When you did that, did you go talk to like a school administrator, the superintendent, a teacher that helped you get started? How did that whole process start? Well, to be honest with you, uh, the person that's head of public relations for the school system is an Optimist member. And she's helped us a whole lot of different ways. And we've helped the school system by donating a lot of money to them in a lot of different fashions. And so it was a lot easier to have a person you can call that's on the inside and say, okay, Diane, what's going on? Who do I see? And all that sort of thing. So she was a, a person that was a key person to contact within the school system because everybody has great respect for Diane. Uh, but then uh, what we did started doing is going actually to the principals of the schools and saying, hey, can we get started? We also have always had the superintendent uh, is actually, most of the times, the superintendent has been a member of our Optimus Club. And so the superintendent has also been very supportive of our club. Um, and then we've done a number of things to court both the principals and the PTA. Uh, we have a special breakfast for the principals uh, every year where they come and we buy them breakfast and chat with them and tell them a little bit more about Junior Optimus. 
And uh, that's a great time. Uh, we also, uh, I just met with the PTA uh, last week and gave each PTA school $100 and said, hey, you use this to help support the school, the, the junior optimist program in your school. And if your school doesn't have one, help us get one started. So we're in all the schools except for two. And uh, so that gives us about 14 clubs. That's a pretty amazing accomplishment to be in 14 schools. Tell us a little bit about some of the projects that these joy clubs do within the schools or within the optimist organization themselves. Well, the, the pro- we actually leave that up to them. Uh, and they do a lot of variety of different ones. Uh, they do some things where they uh, help others. Uh, and I don't keep track of them all. There's so many. Uh, but what we there's two things we do. One is they do a lot of projects and they come up with projects on their own. And that's kind of one of the purposes of their meetings is to figure out how they're going to help the community and what they're going to do. Uh, one of the things that one of the clubs has done is done a pumpkin carving and they bring the parents in. And so the parents come into the meeting and, and they carve Halloween pumpkins. So that's kind of a fun thing. Uh, another group, the high school group is creating what's called Blarn. It's a combination of plastic and yarn and they make it out of these uh, bags from the grocery store and they cut them up and make basically plastic yarn and then they weave these baskets these blankets and then these blankets they give to the homeless and so they're doing that um i I don't know there's a whole lot of other ones the other thing we do too shane is we create uh partnerships so uh, we have a person at the library they can contact who is the library is really connected into the, the to the senior living homes and so they work with this person and they can set up a uh they can go in and to a, a senior living and do Christmas carols. They can do um, some of them make placemats for for these places, uh, so they can color placing mats and all things like that. So, so and then we do uh, other relationships uh, of dif- different organizations like the Park District. Uh, I had one kid come up uh, in a elementary school and say, "Hey, we need to do a, a project for lizards." Now we don't have a lot of lizards around here, but he was all fired up. So I said, okay, we'll do a project on lizards. So again, I worked with the park district. The kids came into the park district and and they talked a little bit about lizards, but also about all the other animals around here. So uh, it's amazing when a kid says he wants to do something, we kind of start talking about how we're going to do it and what we're going to do and all that sort of thing. Uh, they also do fundraisers. Uh, and again, there's a lot of different kinds of fundraisers. Uh, there's a Benny's for Pasta fundraiser. In, in one school, they raised uh, $3,000. I don't know how they did that. They just did a great job. Uh, that was an elementary school, too, by the way. But they do different things depending on, again, uh, what the interest is. Uh, does that give you a kind of a uh, flavor? Let me give us a rundown of where to start. Um, does a club meet during the school day or do they meet like in the evenings? Well, see, that's a, that's a good question because that is the key to what we do is is we want them to be meeting at the school, using the school, school properties. And so we meet, most of them meet after school. However, the high schools are getting kind of cagey and one school meets at 7.15 in the morning. Uh, they only meet once a month though. So it's, so that's one of the reasons We've been successful. So we don't over meet them. We don't overdo them. And uh, but they have one meeting. The one that's the high school that's in the morning is an interesting one because you, you know you figure if you're seven fifteen, you got to go to school when the bell rings and you, your meeting's over. So they have a capability of having a short meeting, which is kind of clever. Uh, and it works. That's a very good club. Now you said you had uh, clubs in the high school, elementary, and you know the middle school level. Right. Are there different levels of clubs, like for the different 
Good age question. groups of children. Well, I, actually, the, the national setup, uh, you have the alpha, the middle, and the, and the octagon, which are the elementary, the middle school, and the high schools. So you have three different kinds, and there's a reason. Uh, the age groups, when they're younger, they don't do the same same kind of things, and so you're working with them in a different different ways. So that's why there's three different kinds of clubs, but uh, we just keep each school separately. We don't mix them together mainly because they're meeting after school in the school. So when a club starts, you know, a joy club in their school, what do they need to have that joy club to get started? What what are the requirements to start a joy club? That's a good question, Shane. A couple of requirements. One is we ask that a teacher be involved. We don't always get a teacher, but we usually get a teacher. We also want a parent leader. So what we do is we try to have the parent or the teacher or the parent leader teacher to get combo run the clubs really don't want the advisors running the club if i can help it because that'll burn out the advisor and i want to keep the advisor around to support the school so that's worked pretty well for us we have about uh, 11 or 12 advisors that attend the meetings but it is the parent leader or the teacher leader that runs the meetings usually Uh, so that that's worked very good so when i have that that the reason there's a couple reasons reason i want the parent and a teacher leader is they're connected to that school. Well, they know what's going on in that school. There's no way we're going to know. And so that's why we really try to work it that way. The principals are very supportive of that and understand that. And uh, the only problem with that is parents, as they matriculate through the system, they, they'll they leave the elementary and they go to the middle school, which isn't all bad. But the problem is I lost that, that leader down in the elementary school. So yeah, a lot of times it's just trying to find new parents and new new people to help support and keep the clubs going. Been able to do that, but it's it's some work. So when a parent joins the meeting, you know, or helps run the club, I'm sure that they help uh, facilitate things. Are they, is that parent also like a member of your Optimist Club? Uh, no, they're not. What I do for that parents, Shane, is we have a, a, a leader training program that we've run for years. And then last year we put it into a, a video so they could actually see our video training and they didn't have to come to a face-to-face meeting so we we have a video it's about you know it used to be an hour meeting with them face to face so then then we use the high school's uh video uh department and they they so we said all right we'll do that and we we made the video with them which was interesting we got done with the video said how long was that it was only 15 minutes i said really so so it helped us compress down the whole program and and it worked out pretty good that way so we use that video as as training for all the parent and teachers and everybody you actually have a training video that you made with one of your high school clubs that to the one, help the parents yeah that's the one i'm talking about correct that is a pretty neat program and partnership to have they're actually working with the students one-on-one well you know shane that's the key is you really want to work with the students and then you want to get them involved and we find different ways to do that a couple of years ago before covid hit we we were kind of down on this vaping concept and we said you know let's run an anti-vaping campaign and so we went we wanted to do it in all the schools and we said that it had to be uh, junior optimist clubs that ran it and and so and we paid money for winners and we had a contest for videos at the high school and the middle school and then and we used uh, uh, uh charts for the kids in the in the and, and the, for the elementary kids, we we didn't do the video thing, and, and we did what we called a healthy lungs. And that turned out to be real good because everybody participated, They and the kids, we got feedback that the kids didn't want to hear us teaching them how to do it. They wanted the, 
learn and and put it out. So so they did, and they created a a, a good uh, analysis of why you really shouldn't vape. So now, does your Optimus Club do a lot with these clubs? Is that how to explain to me how the partnership works? between your club and the junior optimist club i mean i mean obviously you guys do things together or you just sponsor them and give advice well we we do a lot of different things uh and that's a good question shane uh first of all the advisors are there and then they feedback to i'm a, a i have a, a co-chair with me uh diane ekloff and diane was the teacher of the year for the wall lake school system until she retired and so she's she's a great feedback on what to do uh so uh, remind me your question again on that, Shane. Um, does your Optimus Club work with? How does the your Optimus Club work with these Joy Clubs? Oh yeah, okay. So, so, so uh, a couple of different ways. First of all, we get the feedback. Uh, second of all, what I do, Shane, is every week I send out a a uh, email newsletter to the parent leaders, and I copy in all the parents because I have them all signed up through the website. By the way. This is all functioned through the website. And in order to be a junior optimist in our system, they have to pay $20 on the website, fill out a whole form. And then that's the form that I can then use and translate back into the national organization. So there's membership that way. So uh, that's kind of how that works uh, for doing that. It's It's been a great setup. And then the the uh, and then i also have uh, some zoom calls with the parent leaders uh, occasionally about every two or three months and we talk about what's going on and, and that sort of thing um does that kind of answer your question or did i miss something well actually it leads me into another question do members of your club help with these fundraisers and projects that these kids are doing within their school communities not really no we, we have them do it. we want them to do it on their own we don't want to we don't want to have to have the club have to do more work for them. We want them to do the work. Uh, by the way, one of the other things we do is we have some joint things for the whole crew. Uh, uh, one of the, I did this games thing once. Actually, I did it a couple of different times. It was a lot of work, but it, we we would have uh, we have a connection with the school district or with the uh, park district that we can use this great facility for no cost and as a result we, we go over there and do a lot of neat things and we have these games i have to do an obstacle course and and with the four square and a couple other things and but that was a lot of work so then we switched it to team building so we do a team building program and and we last year we did it in april we didn't get very good attendance what we realized is it's better to do it in the winter months when nobody's going out and about and they can come in so we'll get better attendance so in January or February, we're going to do a, a team building event. We've been doing it the last five, six years, actually a little longer. And what I do is I hire people that do challenge courses for the University of Michigan. or uh, And then they come in and run the program for the kids. And, and we do it in the gymnasium. Uh, again, it doesn't cost us anything to use the facility because we work with the park district to support their park district. And that the Optimus Club does, the, the main club supports the park district and as a result for helping the park district we get the use of their facilities for free uh and that's so it's just kind of a trade-off on that but the team building thing is just you know shane it's kind of fun to watch these kids get together and they're coming from all the different clubs and then they're you know part of the thing is how do you get along how do you do this uh they have them all sit down one of the exercises was have them all sit down and give them a ball and they have to pass the ball around but they can't use their hands or arms they have to use their feet or legs and that's kind of interesting to watch them how they do that. They they, they have a lot of other teams team activities where the the team has to do it and the and individual can't. So that team building is again what we're 
the main emphasis, Shane, Shane is, is leadership development. So we're really working on leadership development. We're trying to develop leaders. Um, we actually have uh, uh, the high school. Uh, they had a joint joint president. They've been, and been very successful with that. So this year, we elected them as joint governors for the whole uh, district of the state. So they will be running the state. And these two guys, uh, they keep saying, ah, we got it. Oh, well, yeah, all right. Okay. So we're working with them. And they, I think they'll be doing great. So does your, does your club participate in those leadership activities with these students at the, at the Park and Rec Center? Well, yeah, I have to have four or five people hang out there, but we don't, we don't lead it. We let the, 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 uh, we, we actually pay for the, the leadership from an office group to run the program. But we're there to support them, make sure they get check in right, uh, get get food, a snack. You got to have a snack. You always that's one of the things I've learned, Shane. Your kids need snacks all the time. In <laughs> fact, uh, all these meetings, you got to have snacks at the meetings. <laughs> but the parents know that. <laughs> well, you got to fuel those growing minds and bodies, right? Absolutely, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we started a uh, joy club this year. I'm this is I'm new, very you know new to this whole joy club thing. Sure. My daughter started a joy club, and she you know um, got sev- seven of her friends together, and they're having meetings and doing all this fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Do do you does your club financially support any of these clubs? Well, that's why I have the kids pay twenty dollars uh, because there's there's two reasons why I pay have them pay twenty dollars. One is uh, they get a T-shirt for that twenty dollars, and then I and that also pays helps pay for the dues for the national. So so that so that way it's pretty self funding. Except that there is a lot of extra costs that the club will pick up. Uh, but we have good fundraisers to cover anything like that. Uh, but the T-shirt thing is interesting, Shane. What we do is every year I have a contest in the whole system. I said, design me a T-shirt. And I send out the the the, the what a T-shirt frame looks like. And I said, send me back your, your uh, designs and we'll pick one. And each year we've done that. And uh, we have some interesting T-shirts. The T-shirt this year is, is a neat T-shirt. It says, uh, Optimus Help with love now i've never had love in the program and so i'm excited this this is a neat theme <laughs> okay but but well, we pick a different winner and i each year i get about 100 entries and it's it's kind of hard to pick the best one so you know how many students are participated in these 14 different clubs that are kind of like underneath your club as, a, as you would say well before covid we had about 220. Uh, last year we had 180, but this year uh, I'm, I'm more organized. And so we're going to get over 200 this year. That's a lot of students in a school in a club. So on average, each club has almost 20 members. Well, this is not one school. This is this is 14 schools. Yeah, that's what I mean, that uh, each, each club on average has about 20 students in their joy club for that school. Well, yes and no. You're right. Uh, the, the clubs that get that don't have uh haven't been founded and strong yeah they're going to be around 10 15 we have some stru- clubs uh that are up and around the 60 level and then we had one club got up to 80 and it became a big problem <laughs> and he said i'm i'm not doing 80 anymore i'm putting a lid on it and i think their lid is uh 56 kids or something like that because it, it got you know it got too hard to manage but what ended up happening is, is they learned, we learned a lot of things through that. 
And part of the problem was we usually do it in a in the teacher's uh, classroom. That's one of the reasons why we recruit teachers is we need a place to meet. Uh, and then it, it got so big, some of these clubs, that they had to move into the media center. Or the, when it got over 80, they had to go into the cafeteria. Uh, but it's, it, you know, it, it varies. You live and learn as you go and, and you adjust. It's a pretty amazing thing to have 14 joy clubs underneath your club. I mean, that... That's quite an accomplishment. Well, it, it, it we did it that way because it works better. Uh, we uh, we can actually help more kids. We can actually teach leadership. One of the ways you teach leadership, Shane, is you have to elect a president, a vice president, and a secretary treasurer, and they have to lead the meetings. We don't want any parent, teacher, or anybody leading the meeting. We want the kids leading the meeting. And so that's why that's leadership development. I mean, how else? else they're going to learn. Tell us a little bit about the Joy Convention that you uh, recently held. Yeah, that was Saturday. Uh, the Joy Convention, again, uh, the idea of the Joy Convention is, again, get kids from all over the state to come in. Uh, it, uh, it was on short notice, so we didn't really get a big turnout, but that's okay. We got enough kids in to have a lot of fun. Uh, again, you structure the, the the program. The first one is kind of a meet and greet type of thing. And and then you do an exercise. In this case, I hired a, uh, I brought in a lifetime instructor to to teach the kids to how to do Zumba. Man, I, that Zumba kind of wore me out a little bit. It was kind of fun. <laughs> I've never done Zumba before. Anyway, that was kind of livening them up. And then we went and had lunch. And then after lunch, we had breakouts. Uh, the, now, the breakouts were three breakouts. One breakout was all those that are going to run for office, we wanted to meet with them and explain the duties and what they had to expect in the office and all that sort of thing. The second group was a a, a group uh, for all the rest of the kids, and it was a fashion show. And what we did, Shane, is we said, okay, here's newspapers and masking tape and then some filly, filigree stuff type over here on the table. Make a costume. We're going to have a fashion show, and then we are going to take your your key person from each of your groups, you know, you're going to decorate them and we're going to have a fashion show. That was kind of fun. They did that. Well, and then the third group those meet was the parents. So the parents met with our leadership and we talked about basically the forms and what you need to be doing to run a good club. So that those are the three breakouts after the breakouts are over. Then we came back together and had the elections installed in people and kind of, we had a great keynote speaker, keynote speaker, was Vedette uh, Gupka? He was a, a, a optic uh, oratorical speaker. He, he actually uh, was a young kid that really uh, developed speaking and became a motivational speaker for for kids. And he's graduating high school this year. He's from Grand Blanc, Michigan, and uh, he's got this website, the Global Media Kid. Uh, Global Kid Media, excuse me, globalkidmedia.com. And he's an amazing kid. He was a very good speaker for the kids. So. And then wrap up with the elections. And of course, you always adjourn the meeting with the creed. And that was a great meeting. It went, went, went well. And how was your Optimus Club really influential in putting this on and helping these kids and parents get started in this and, you know, keeping them moving in the right direction? Well, as far as the, the this meeting goes, we, we hosted it. And we hosted it at the uh, food pantry area, uh, CARES, and their facility, because their facility was big enough we could put it there. So it didn't, it, it actually didn't cost us anything, but we ran a project at the same time and said, okay, all you kids that are coming, uh, it's going to cost you $8 and it's going to include lunch, but also you need to bring four non-perishable food items. And so they brought a lot of that. And then of course we gave the CARES facility a, a $300 check 
to thank them for doing everything. And so it was kind of a, a, a fun convention, but also doing some good for the local community. So basically, your Optimist Club is mentoring these kids as leaders and having them do things on their own to grow future leaders, hopefully, in right. our communities and in Optimist International. Absolutely. <clears throat> it's, it's the way to go. Well, Tom, I can't tell you how informative this program has been. I mean, I hope this inspires more clubs to start Joy Clubs because it obviously is a great partnership between you and the Joy Clubs in your community. Well, the key is working with the community and getting the community, being partners with people. You know, I'm, the library is a great partner. And, and <laughs> that's another piece that we use that to integrate both helping the community but we can also inter interrelate with them we work with the local ymca too uh, so, so there's a whole lot of ways if you work with the community and bring them together into projects with the kids and all so it's good well i think our ending quote for today will wrap up perfectly tying in with your joy clubs with your optimist club because in we're working with these joy clubs you obviously want to do the youth and so in youth we learn in age, we understand. We would like to thank you for listening to the Choose Optimism podcast. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star review and share with your family and friends to let them know what's going on in your community as well. And until next time, remember to choose optimism. Optimism.